We are on a mission to determine the best professional wrestler of all time. And as great as any singular match can be on a WrestleMania, here on Wanna Be a Pro Wrestler, me too, we believe consistency is far more of a factor than number of main events, championships, war. Because those are all superficial numbers. So let's argue about this, alright? You guys know my go is Kurt Angle. I think he's the most versatile performer. He's a great heel. He's a great babyface. Kurt Angle's everything. I'm the champ. Hi. Oh, it's true. <laughs> but as far as singular matches for WrestleMania, his matches don't really fit the criteria except for one of them. Today is my number two, Rey Mysterio. I think he's the best babyface overall in all of pro wrestling, sports entertainment, whatever you want to call it, because Rey Mysterio has everything. He has the moveset, he has the fans, he has the likability, the creativity. His promos aren't great, but he doesn't have to talk to get fans intrigued. He doesn't have to have a championship belt to have a good match. He really doesn't have anyone better than him and i don't think even cena can compare because if cena changes his shirt they just say yay he can sell a new shirt but it's like when Rey mysterio gets new gear that's a new action figure that's a new t-shirt that's a new way for the kids to look up to it and then he can create that off of like the flash or something like that so i don't really think that the two are even comparable at that point i think Rey mysterio is even above and beyond john cena in regards to merchandise So just starting with his entrance, I think he has the greatest entrance of all time. I think it's better than The Undertaker's even at that, because I don't think The Undertaker's entrance is all that interesting. All it is is a nice slow walk, and it's cool, but it, it's not really much special. It just has an aura, but Rey Mysterio's is exciting. It starts off with a jump. It's probably not good for his knees or anything like that, but that's probably why I had to stop doing it, but... This entrance during 2003 Rey Mysterio, the best entrance. There's nothing more superhero like it. And he's coming out as a smiling baby face, exactly what you would expect. And it makes him stand out already. So he's clearly the good guy. And there's his same old pose, but do you see right here? He has a shirt, but he doesn't technically wear a shirt. It is a part of his outfit. It makes him stand out even further than what he already would have stood out just with the gear. So it gives him that little bit more oomph. It's kind of like a jacket almost. I know people love their ring jackets. I love to wear one. I had a vest. Now I switched to a, a sport-like coat. They call it a bomber. I didn't know that. And the babyface always goes corner poses for everyone to take pictures. It's, it's very babyface. There isn't one thing that doesn't stand out in a bad way even his entrance music is awesome and get out your pens and pencils because this is the doctor of thugonomics so corny but i really love his chain actually <laughs> i'm not sure how believable him being the leader of a chain gang is but uh i, I guess that's make-believe right we can we can go with that fun fact the first t-shirt i ever bought was 
You Can't See Me with John Cena's slogan, and it was in camo and it was yellow. Ugly shirt. Ugly shirt. But I bought it. It was the first shirt I ever bought. Can't believe it wasn't a black shirt, though. The chances of John Cena losing to Rey Mysterio. I'm pretty sure they write their own bars. Or at least John Cena does. Let's just look at the two here. Look how different they are. He's five foot nothing. He's six foot two. And look at the characters. Look how big of a character difference that is. This is what pro wrestling is. It's about styles clashing. It's about different shapes and sizes. It's about different colors. It's about everything. It's about what you can create. I'm a box office smash. I'm reloaded like the Matrix. How am I going to lose to a midget dominatrix? Don't think you could say that anymore, John. Hey, you can say you're a grown man. I just don't believe you. You're a baby. I don't know whether to spank you or breastfeed you. And his hat on backwards with Forget no access to the sun. 911 is your slogan. I'm about to put a whipping on the Mexican Gary Coleman. And ironically enough, if you see the back, it's Buttkiss, uh, famous football player, kind of funny Dick Buttkiss. I don't know if that's on purpose or not, but it's just funny. And the yo, 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 I was not sure if he was maybe trying to get that on a shirt. Wouldn't have been the worst idea to try that. You got to try different stuff, I guess, right? And he spent the whole promo burying his opponent, basically, about how short he is. But the fans are still going to be able to believe in Mysterio just because of who Rey Mysterio is as a performer. And this is also those shades of gray that Cena is having at this time because... This is right before he starts to get ready to turn babyface, and this is actually going to be one of the main moments of that process. So not only is this a great match to watch to study, it's also an important match to watch for John Cena. Yeah, speaking of Cena bearing his opponents, I don't know if he could ever make a career out of that. Might have to change it. Let's say the fans are cheering for Cena and Rey Mysterio's laughing. So, Rey Mysterio could have taken it personally and, like, been really awkward about them cheering for him and been selfish and been upset about it. But selfless performer, Rey Mysterio, he's letting the fans acknowledge that they want Cena, they like him. He's kind of an a-hole or whatever, but, like, the fans like it. And it's in the time of, he's more of a tweener right now, pro wrestling term. It means in between good guy and bad guy, which is pretty much what Stone Cold Steve Austin was. See the shirt? Kevin Nash apparently told him to wear an oversized shirt so that way when he takes it off, it's more of like a presentation of like, wow, look at all the muscles under there instead of someone wearing a really tight fitted shirt and then being like, look at, see, I have muscles. And then when you take it off, you're either not surprised or it's less impressive than they thought. And honestly, a genius move by Kevin Nash. I think Kevin Nash is one of the best minds. I I once asked Kevin Nash at the seminar how to make money, and he said that he played Turner and Vince McMahon against each other. And I'm like, okay, I I don't think I can do that. I should have asked the better question of how do I 
make money now as a professional wrestler? And how are you making money? Because the t-shirt sales, the little online gimmick stuff online that we do, he doesn't care about. Those $10 t-shirts that he's making money off of, they don't really matter all that much to him. But as a lower independent wrestler, all those little things are going to be able to accumulate and somehow create more of a diverse income. So I have my book, I have my t-shirts, I sell stuff online, I sell stuff at stores, or no, I'm sorry, not at stores, at shows when I'm performing and all those little things start to create more and more income and everyone loves passive income ideas, but there isn't really a passive income for pro wrestlers. You have to create the the momentum just to be able to continue it. That's also what this channel is about. So taking this and moving it forwards, we're going to be able to do more matches and we're going to have more fun, but we're also going to be able to show independent pro wrestlers how we are making money ourselves. Lead by example. John Cena wearing jean shorts, Reeboks, and uh, sports jersey is pretty much a staple at this point for him. Now, when we get into this lockup, we're going to show... It's pretty straightforward, simple lockup. All it shows is Cena stronger than Ray. Easy. A little bit aggressive. Emphasizes his gimmick. And then Ray throws a little for him. Watch this. Did you see that? Rey Mysterio is an incredibly unique performer. Now, watch how Rey does a drop toe hold. It's not the same with the legs that everyone else does. See, Rey Mysterio's outshining Cena, but he also uniquely set up his drop toe hold. So see how many times Rey Mysterio creates unique offense and takes it to make it mean more and stands out with it because he may be one of eight Lucha guys on the card that can do Lucha, but look how differently he sets himself up. And it could be a size thing. It could be in anything, but it's all established to be a Rey Mysterio thing at this point. So now Ray is outside of the ring. He's going to be able to outshine Cena by outspeeding him because Ray Mysterio is a smaller performer. Ideally, you would like him to be faster. It's just very simple, straightforward storytelling. And you don't have to make it the most complicated storytelling of all time to have a good match, let alone having a five-minute great match because this match is not as long as I would have wanted it to be personally. But it gets so much done in so little time, it's extremely beneficial for performers, for people who are interested in trying to tell better stories, not just in wrestling, but in their lives. And if they're writing a book, stuff like that, because they get so much in and in so little time where almost everything means something. And simple storytelling, Cena's able to outpower Mysterio. And now how would Rey Mysterio respond? Out athleticizing him, but he caught him for the power bomb. And then the Hurricanrana. So he really is outspeeding a better athlete. Really emphasizes how unique Rey Mysterio's matches are, even though his stories are always the same. He comes in and tells the exact same stories every single time, but the way he's able to do it and base his offense off of his opponent really turns Rey Mysterio matches into something special and not 
a stereotypical boring five moves of doom match that someone is known for. And it would have been cooler if Cena did a, a flying shoulder tackle there, but it wouldn't have set up the drop down as well unless, I mean, they could have made it work. Stereo. No. And this is a matchup that John Cena's got to be very careful of. Differing styles. Oh, and see, that's the first real strike of the match. The first one was Rey Mysterio throwing a little flipper, a little forearm. Those are technically legal, but I believe Cena's supposed to have thrown a punch there and not just have thrown any punch, but a punch that landed Rey Mysterio awkwardly on the ring apron and that's going to be kind of known as a heat spot where the fans can kind of feel the the guttural emotion of where someone contorts their body a certain way and you can see the actual pain and you can hear the crowd even and that will be the cutoff right there And see, the ref's not letting Cena out, but Cena's cheating by going after him. But not really, he's just more so bending the rules. But the referee did his job, the referee backed him up. That's the first time we've even seen the referee, to be honest. I haven't seen him until right now. And so now Cena goes around, he goes outside of the ring. He didn't go the way that the ref told him not to go, but he still didn't listen to the referee. There are those gray area nuances that we're talking about from before. It's kind of ironic to say this while Rey Mysterio is wrestling John Cena, but Rey really is the ultimate babyface underdog storytelling mechanic, and I think that's one of the reasons why kids real, uh, relate to Cena almost as much as they do to Mysterio, because Rey Mysterio really is the ultimate babyface underdog. He doesn't need a championship. He doesn't need to have some incredible stakes of the match to have a great match it just is a Rey Mysterio match and you're getting your money's worth no matter what and see right there that little walk back and forth it's kind of a little bit of wasted movement but not really this is really smooth and now Rey is going to be selling to the back corner after this because he knows that it's leading into a hope spot or not a hope spot just yet, but it's leading into the next spot for the match. See how he's slowly moving? And this is a TV match, so they have time. This match has to hit a certain marker. It has to be before one commercial. And that hard buckle? Amazing. And now this hope spot is going to be for Rey Mysterio to start building a little bit of hope. And hope spots don't always have to be offense. It was a little bit of a headbutt there, but right here, Rey Mysterio's not going to do any more offensive moves. He's just going to avoid contact. And that might be a part of a Lucha thing. It's about taking your opponent's offense and using their momentum against them. So watch Cena stop, uh, Rey stop himself. And now by the time Rey gets to the top of this rope, Cena's already recovered and is able to take advantage and hit a stalling suplex here. See how it's like Rey Mysterio did as much as he could with what he had. But Cena's just still able to mount the offense. And now Cena's able to get in how much more powerful he is and his little gimmick can't see me. Which is honestly pretty sweet when you look at it because it's very powerful. 
Hope doesn't look the same for everyone in every single match. You're not always able to get the same result with just avoiding a little bit of contact because every match is going to be different like that. Sometimes if you're able to do it in some of my matches I've been able to do it is you're able to build hope just off of kicking out and it's able to get the fans to slowly build into wanting to see you make that comeback. And now we're going to get into the rule of three which is a really normal storytelling mechanic and storytelling. Ray's going to hit two elbows and then a punch. And it's just little simple stuff like that that you might not notice if you're not a performer. And this is going to be the beginning of building up to a comeback. See how he stopped? And now they're going to an opposite corner. And see how Ray threw up an elbow this time. So that's the third time that they were using the corners for a spot. But they were using an opposite corner this time. The other times they were using this one and then this one. But now the third time... It's another rule of three. It's a second rule of three almost right away. So Ray was able to stop Cena's momentum a little bit. And then now he's going to be able to stop it a little bit more. This is going to be kind of what makes Ray such a unique performer as well. Because he did have time in WCW. And we're going to see something that is a WCW staple. Back in the day, they used to set up three covers. And that would kind of be your comeback. It would be a consecutive set of covers. So like when a Bret Hart match does it, it kind of looks like that even. It might be just an old school thing since it's a Bret Hart thing too. I don't really know exactly. It's really interesting. And I'd like to introduce my co-host, Mr. Sacco. Mr. Sacco is responsible for all CTAs, so those are like call to actions. He just makes sure I do it, because every time I see him, it makes me think of how smart McFoley's merch is. Mr. Sacco wants you to buy Nikki Heat stuff. Or just subscribe this time. Just subscribe. That's all, Mr. Sacco. Just subscribe. Okay. Okay. Just subscribe. That's all, Mr. Sacco. Thank you for reminding me. I'm forgetful. I've been hit in the head a couple times. And out watch this WCW old school light comeback. So boom. So that would have typically been a double down spot. Because Ray... I just love how Ray is able to take a little bit with his opponent and turn it into something for himself. So he threw just a simple kick. Anyone can throw a simple kick. But Ray throws the kick, takes that turns it into offense for himself. It's planned spot already. We already know that. But Rey Mysterio makes it so much more fun by making it different. It's not just the stereotypical way of everything is done. He takes it, and now he makes it into his own. So now this double down is going to be the first of three covers that Rey gets in a row here. Which is, again, the rule of three. And each one of these covers is a a Rey Mysterio way to have done it. Out speed, out athleticizing, a better performer, more versatile, better high flyer. Rey Mysterio makes it unique to him. And more of taking advantage of Cena's size even at this point. Look, and I don't know what that's called. It must be like a flying ass bomb, but that'll be the third one. And now Cena cuts him off right away. 
So this is going to be the build to what is going to be the finish. So the goal home must have been the elbow in the corner because it pretty much keeps going from there. So the elbow in the corner, there was a boot. Then Rey Mysterio hit the double down. He hit a cover. He hit another cover with the ass bomb. And now Cena's getting ready for this match to be over. See, they're using this corner the second time now. So, Cena's able to capitalize on it because Cena is bigger. Very good. Very good, Mr. Sacco. All jokes aside, it really is that simple of a story that they're telling. Ray is faster, more athletic. Cena's bigger, stronger. It doesn't have to be the world's most complicated story to make sure that the fans are intrigued and excited. This match is the simplest storytelling thing ever. Big, small, I'm right, you're wrong. It doesn't have to be complicated, but if you can make it special by throwing in psychology and the characters that make pro wrestling pro wrestling, that's what makes it such a memorable match. And that shows how great Rey Mysterio is, because we're still talking about that, right? Because Kurt Angle is still better than Rey Mysterio overall, but Rey Mysterio is the best babyface, better than Cena. And see how Rey is still right there? And oh, just so happens that everyone always ends up like this. A lot just happened right here. When Razor Ramon used to set up for his Razor's Edge, he would always do the smoke a cigar, throw up his hands thing. And that's something that you're teaching the audience to remember. You remember it because that means it's the end. It's exciting. You want to see the finishing move. You want your guy to win. And Rey Mysterio's version of that is setting them up on the 619 for the ropes. No other person on the roster sets people up on the ropes like this. They just don't. It just isn't done. And there's a reason for that. A, it's Rey Mysterio's move, but also no one else has this finishing move that needs them to be like that. They could happen to go there and move along, but now this spot is a moment. Because now the fans are, oh, you can even hear it. And now once Ray hits the 619, Rey Mysterio does something really generous. And I don't know for sure off the top of my head how many times Rey Mysterio's 619 is countered like this. But I think he gave that to Cena. Or it was a Heyman thing and he just so happened to see it. But I think Rey Mysterio gave this to Cena to help get Cena more over. And in this five-minute match, he really didn't have to do this. But it made Cena so much better by doing this. And it's not anything Cena does. Technically. Watch. Boop. Oh no, the referee just so happened to accidentally get hit. But it's not a ref bump, right? That's not the typical, oh no, the ref got bumped, what's gonna happen? It's like a, oh, the ref got hit a little bit, but he's not, he's not down. So it allows Cena to take advantage and cheat technically. He's actually cheating. It's a desperation last resort move, but he doesn't get caught. Who looked bad here? Rey Mysterio got low blowed from his finisher. The heel cheated. The referee didn't see it, but he's still there to make the count. 
and he still has done everything else correctly. This is the second time you've seen the ref in this match, and it was perfect. This match gets everybody over so incredibly well. And that's just how much of a professional Rey Mysterio is, to be honest. And now we're going for the FU. Yes, I said it. The FU, not the AA. So what happened in this match? Rey and Cena both had unique entrances. Cena got his gimmick over. Fans still loved Mysterio. They still kind of cheered for Cena, though. But Cena was outshined by Rey Mysterio by being more quick, more athletic, and Cena outpowered and outstronged Rey Mysterio, at least until the end, then they cheated a little bit. But Cena didn't even have to cheat in the other part of the matches, technically. And just as Rey is about to get the win, the referee just so happened to get bumped and Cena took advantage to win. So Cena should have been DQ'd, right? But he's not, so he happened to win. And the referee was still selling the eye when he was getting picked up for the AA. If you look at my thumbnail, you can still see the referee blurred out a little bit. I did that to get this nuance in there because shades of gray of nuances are kind of what make wrestling fun. So this match is a win, win, win. In my opinion, this is a perfect match for storytelling. And it was able to build everyone up and no one got buried. And at the end of this match here, Cena's going to be offered to work with Lesnar and Big Show at Survivor Series, which makes Cena look even better. But Cena doesn't want to be on their team. He's a loner. So Cena's going to tell him off here. And this is another gray area. Because so are we. But we are cheering because he's not a good guy. And they don't. he doesn't want to be a bad guy. And this lets A-Train come in and be on Survivor Series in an aggressive way. And Cena now has a reason to be on Team Angle. Revenge. And everyone understands revenge. This is storytelling. And they'll go on to show that Cena's not trusted between them. Benoit doesn't want Angle to have him on the team. But Angle trusts Cena. That whole pay-per-view should low-key been a banger. Because I remember wanting to watch it as a kid because I was a big Shane McMahon fan. Uh, this was before all the other stuff happened. But Shane McMahon was my guy. But he didn't last long. See, 10 years after that, he, McMahon is out of sight, out of mind. But Mysterio is still telling stories. The same story he's always told. Big versus little. It's always that. That's the same story he always tells. Just like The Undertaker always tells, gotta work on my leg, gotta work on my leg. Rey Mysterio doesn't have to change his style to match everyone else's, but he does, and it makes it all the better, but he still is able to tell the same stories over and over and over. And that is why Rey Mysterio is the best babyface of all time. So congratulations to Rey Mysterio on being inducted into the Hall of Fame. This was a lot of fun, and I learned a whole lot. And it's mostly what I learned about is the gray areas, the most important parts where they say you're missing something. I just don't know what it is. It's that. It's nuance and psychology. Well,